June 30th, 2017. Welcome to the H-Bomb Show, the only unofficial and unfiltered Hanson podcast in existence. My name is Nick Navarre. By now, most fan club members have received their CD copy of In Color in the Mail, so that's what we're talking about today. I've got one returning guest alongside a first-timer to discuss it. We're going over to that right now, and after this, I'll have some info about upcoming episodes. Alright, here we go. I've got Holly back on the podcast from the Christmas episode and the Island episode. So, how's it going, Holly? Hey, it's pretty good. Uh, so, why have one Holly when you can have two? So, let's, uh, let's wave the magic wand and bring in another Holly. Holly, how you doing? I'm good. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, to make this easier, I'll probably just refer to Snyder and Freeze rather than Holly or Holly, but uh, just to try to keep it reasonably, uh, <laughs> reasonably coherent here. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the fan club EP in color. Just go through the songs here. Uh, Holly, I know that you have put up a blog. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do not blog. That makes that easy. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but still. Um, yeah, Snyder, you've already put up a blog about this on your travelingfan.net site. So after we're done with this, if anyone listening wants to go check that out for some expanded thoughts, that is up on her blog at travelingfan.net. But anyway, in the meantime, um, let's get into this here. Uh, I guess we'll kind of just go around. Uh, I'll start on this song, and then we'll just kind of rotate in who who talks when. We're going to go through the five songs here. So let's start off with the first track, uh, Somebody That Wants to Love You. This one... I kind of, for me, didn't really think too much of it out of the gate. Um, for me, it's just your typical slightly above average Hanson song. And it's kind of right in the middle of how I'd rank the songs on this EP. It's not something I'd skip, but also not something I'll sit around thinking, man, I want to listen to this song. But uh, as far as the song goes, it actually tells a fairly coherent story for a Hanson song. And the story itself is kind of from their reverse perspective of what you'd normally get, where, you know, you hear a lot of songs about musicians writing about being out on the road and singing about their family or something. And this is sort of from the perspective of a guy that is seeing a girl that he's with going out on the road as a musician and then coming home. The instrumentation towards the very end of it sounds like a song off the Ramones' Too Tough to Die album, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I might be the only one that hears that, but I did think that was kind of interesting, just the part after the breakdown. But yeah, this is a perfectly uh, acceptable song, just probably not one that I'm going to seek out and listen to all the time. So, uh, Snyder, what did you have for the song? I like it. I think it's really catchy. Um, I like that it does have that reverse story like you're talking about. It's not my absolute favorite. The first time I heard it was actually I watched the live streams where they showed kind of a making of. And immediately I thought it sounded like Let My Love Open the Door. Just the guitar part they kept playing over and over without any of the rest of the music yet. And I'm glad it kind of they listened that when they did the final version. But it's really catchy and I do like it. It sticks Mm -hmm. in my head a lot. Okay. Uh, Freeze. I love it. (laughs) I originally ranked it as my second favorite on the EP, but it has since bumped up to the first. Uh, I tend to like gravitate towards songs that I think like the average listener or not a fan could appreciate. And I think this stands out as one of those. I know there's been a lot of comparisons to Jesse's girl, but something about it reminds me of summer of 69 as well. 
yeah, those are both. I've, I didn't even think of those, but yeah, those are those are good comparisons. Uh, so also as we go through here, and I know Freeze, you're kind of an expert in this. Do we have any strangely misunderstood lyrics on this one? I didn't think there were, but <laughs> um, sitting on my front porch singing "Got El Ninos." <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, good one. <laughs> Yeah, we'll try to keep a running tally of those as we as we go through here. And I think at the end we'll probably just go through a quick ranking of how we'd each, you know, rank the songs on the uh, on the EP. But let's move along here, uh, Snyder. If you go first on Ghostwriter, okay. For Ghostwriter, um, I really like this one too. This is probably well. We'll talk about the ranking at the end, I guess. <laughs> um, but I do like this one. It's definitely the most Beatles song just from the minute I heard it. And I think uh, Zach made a comment during the show about it being the most white or the whitest EP that Hanson's ever written. <laughs> and I think it was definitely talking about the Beatles, obviously. Um, but it's almost like the Beatles mashed up with digital pants. Something about Ghost Rider in the, the, like the verses just sounds a lot like zombie to me, um, but not in a bad way. So it's, it's good. And it's definitely interesting to me too, because it makes me wonder what inspired it. And it makes me think, you know, has Hanson written anything out there for other artists that we'll never know about? Go ahead, uh, Freeze. A little, what do you think about this? It's fun and catchy, but I don't love it because it does feel more like digital pants to me. No. I don't love it enough to have a lot to say about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I was about the first song. So, yeah. Yeah. This one, this is actually probably going to be the most I say about any of the songs. Um, this song makes me mad. Um <laughs> It makes me mad because it's really, really good out of the gate, but by the end, the wheels seem to be coming off a little bit. Considering the song is less than two and a half minutes, that's a pretty rapid decline. Uh, I love the bass on it. Uh, the first verse through the chorus is pretty magnificent. I thought it was super clever in the chorus how he mentions a ghostwriter and then basically makes a ghost sound. If you if you told someone um, if you told someone about that without them hearing it, they would probably think it's stupid. But he does it, and it it just inexplicably adds to the song. Um, but as soon as that chorus is done, they fall back on their lyrics. Who needs them? Thing, and I hate it when they fall back on that. Just you know the shananas or the oohs or the you know bop 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 bop. Just that stuff. Um, I don't know. It just, I mean, once in a great, great while is fine. It just, it just seems like they do that an awful lot. The subject matter of the song is a little bit off the beaten path. So like you said, digital pants, there's a little bit of, it feels like there's a little bit of that injected into this for sure. Um, but because it is a little bit off the beaten path, maybe they just ran out of stuff to say. I don't know. I just wish they put a little more effort into getting some actual words for where they're putting lyrical gibberish. After the second verse in the chorus, it just sort of goes south for me. They do that really quick, um, be a ghostwriter breakdown, and then fall back on the non-lyrics not once but twice more before the song just kind of ends out of nowhere. Um, in fact, I remember the first time I listened to that song, I I think I literally said no out loud when the song ended because it just was so abrupt when you thought, like, the spot where it ends seems like the spot where it should be going into something some kind of bridge that uh is the result of all the build-up before it you know and then followed by another verse in the chorus before it ends i don't know um but it doesn't build to anything it just sort of stops but 
regardless of all of that, this would uh, definitely be my second favorite song on the album. So if not for the stuff I mentioned, I think it would easily be one of their all-time best member kit songs. So... So yeah, so Ghostwriter, um, I know we have uh, we have some misunderstood lyrics for Ghostwriter. So as the person that uh, helped me create the uh, skeletons are crazy hashtag, I'm definitely going to give some respect to uh, Holly Freeze here for noticing that skeletons are crazy line, which is probably the greatest Hanson lyrics of all time. It's just unfortunate that they are not actual Hanson lyrics. So They are pretty crazy. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's not inaccurate, so we can't accuse the band of lying to us about that. What is the actual, is skeletons are currency, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, skeletons are crazy is better, so. Uh, that's Ghost Rider. We're going to move to the next one. <laughs> Reach out for my hand. Uh, what do you have on this one, Freeze? I like it a lot. I don't, I don't know why. Really, I I like the groove to it. It's it's fun. It doesn't stand out necessarily, but I do enjoy it. I think um, I'm a sucker for most Isaac leads anyway. I think his voice is 100% on all the time. So I think that's part of what helps me love it, too. For this one, um, <laughs> someone somebody sent me the video for this song on YouTube randomly. Um, without telling me what the link was for. So just as soon as it came up and that, that kind of like bass, that as soon as that part started up, it just felt like I was being Rickrolled. This song has the potential to be the Hanson version of a Rickroll. I don't know why. It's just when I heard that, I actually went back. I watched the Rick Astley video with it synced up to reach out for my hand, and it totally works. I'll probably even put a clip up of that on on the uh, Twitter or something. But but anyway, what I'm taking away from this song is it's the Never Gonna Give You Up of Hanson songs. It's a song where you hear the drums at the very beginning and say, oh, don't do that to me. But, um, But for the actual song itself, it's not a bad Isaac song. It's about on par with the Isaac song we got last year on Loud, uh, which was something loud, even though I thought Loud was a much better album, but we'll get into that. You know, it's funny, it wasn't until I was putting the notes together for this song that I noticed uh, Taylor is actually singing on part of the song also. I've listened to the song several times, and I never noticed that until just recently. But whatever, uh, it's it's a forgettable song for me, uh, but it's not bad. It's, uh, you know, not every song is going to be killer on these EPs, so that's fine. So, Snyder, what do you have on this one? Uh, this is probably the song I actually have the least to say about. I like it. Um, it's really catchy with the tune, but the lyrics, something about them just don't stand out to me and don't really stick in my head. So it's fun to listen to, but probably lower down on my list. And I wouldn't even really think of it as an Isaac lead in my head just because... Like you said, Taylor does sing on it, and they kind of harmonize the whole way through, so it doesn't even feel like an Isaac song to me. Are there any misunderstood lyrics on this one? Uh, Didn't seem like it to me, but... I don't think so. I didn't have any. Good job, Isaac. Wow. All right. Uh, We're going to move on, and this is kind of the big one. I Don't Want to Go Home. This song is, um, for me, I Don't Want to Go Home is better than a lot of what we've gotten on the last couple of studio albums all those years ago. Um, That doesn't mean I think it should have been on a studio album that they would have had coming out in, you know, 2010 or 2013 or even 
whatever album they have coming out in like 2019 or whenever that thing comes out. This is not a studio album song. This is the fan club song. This song should be used every year when they do a like a sizzle reel video to claim, this is what you missed. You need to come next year. That song should always be played last at multi-day fan club events. Um, I just don't think this song would fit on a regular album. This song is our little secret, or however you want to put it. I'm not a big fan of the Kaz's reference, since they overcharged my credit card a few years back, but Kaz's... Is it actually on the corner? I don't. I don't think it was. Was it? Uh, I think I it is. There, is it on the corner? There might be one thing past it, but I think it actually is on the corner. Yeah, I could have. I could have sworn it was in. Be- I don't know. I could have sworn it was in between two other places, but I don't know. You know, they're taking some artistic license either way, so that's that's fine. I won't uh, drag them over the coals for that. <laughs> but still, the reference it makes the song a little more charming that a place. Um, that everyone listening to it is familiar with, you know, that they name check something like that. Um, I do like the opening lyrics, which seem to suggest a drunken Zach Hansen sitting at the bar just before closing, looking to kick someone's ass. But, uh, what do you, uh, what do you have on that one, Snyder? Um, this is definitely my favorite song from the EP. Uh, it had fan anthem, like basically written all over it when the first time I heard it. Um, I actually do like the Kaz's reference. I just remember like walking in and there's like, it's tiny and there's bras hanging everywhere. And I felt like, you know, maybe this is probably not where we want to be. Um, but <laughs> I like that it like, it's kind of the perfect juxtaposition between Kaz's and um, Carnegie Hall, which is the next place they mentioned. Right. So I kind of like that about it. Um, but I really love this song. It reminds me a lot um, for no good reason of my favorite song, by something corporate, which is I woke up in a car, just that has that same kind of anthem, like going out and doing something you love and not wanting it to end feeling. Uh, Freeze, what do you have on this? Um, yeah, I love it. It's it's a solid song. Um, not only does it like have the anthem of "Hey, I'm at Hanson Day" or "I'm on tour." I don't I don't want this to end. It also like while I'm home makes me want to leave. Like. I don't want to stay home. <laughs> That'll be the next year. That'll be next year's song. I don't yeah. want to stay home. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm over them um, using Hanson Day audience as background vocals, but I kind of feel like this song should have had that. I think that would have been a cool effect on it. Yeah. That, oh, man, that's actually a really good idea. They should have, yeah, they should have saved it for that. That's, that would sound good. Um, let's see. Any lyrics in this one that we misinterpreted? I didn't her her blog. I know other Holly and I are in agreement that the best line is six hours till I'm at work, four hours till I'm in bed, trying to capture each moment like a picture in my head. God only knows all the places I'll see. Yep. Very accurate. Last song, I lift you up. So what do you have for that one? Freeze. My initial reaction was that it sounded pretty, but it was boring. But that was after listening to it about 30 times while trying to stay awake on a nine hour drive home. (laughs) And now I can appreciate it more. Something about, I don't know, like spending more time with the lyrics. It's grown on me a lot. I don't feel like it fits in with the EP. And I feel like generally speaking, it would have been better received at the end of a regular album. It's funny. The, um, you know, last year we had, a uh, oddball Zach song to close the members EP as well. And I thought that song was killer. That was like one of my favorite things they've ever done on a members EP with uh, siren call. 
This year they tried it again, and yeah, it doesn't do much of anything for me. Um, it's not a bottom of the barrel Zach track or anything. Um, and considering he has three songs on the album, one of them do, you know has to be the worst. This strikes me as a song, like you just said, this strikes me as a song that would be the hidden bonus track on a full album. Um, if hidden bonus tracks were still a thing that people did, you know, that people did in 2017. Like you said, it did grow on me a little bit the more I listened to it. Not a lot, but um, I kind of hated it at first. And now I, you know, I accept it at least. Uh, I do think the lyrics are very good for the most part. Just kind of wish that those lyrics had a different song backing them up. Did they, because I didn't see this at the members concert. I know they played it. Were they doing their little vocal effect thing through the cell phone or whatever when they played this live? Or Yeah, Isaac held up a cell phone with a recorded on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Technologically advanced. Okay, uh, what do you have on this one, uh, Snyder? It was initially probably my least favorite song. It was definitely one that took some time to grow on me, but after I got home and kind of was able to listen to it while looking at the lyrics, I think it's a lot deeper than I originally thought, and it does remind me a lot of Siren Call. Um, and I remember back to the island this year, Zach talked about how that song is really about a kind of a deep depression. Right. And I could definitely see kind of similar parts of this song. So I do like it. And I'm really not sure how to rank it anymore. It, like you guys said, it doesn't necessarily fit with the rest of the album to me either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, I mean, all three of us have said it kind of grew on us a little bit as time went on. Um, and it is kind of hard to rank. But I guess before we go to that, do we have any weird lyrics that we heard wrong on this one? Uh, it's kind of, the lyrics are like so quiet and, you know. I don't uh, think I noticed the lyrics the yeah, first exactly. <laughs> several times. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing I really remember are the, is the chorus. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything, there's not much to get wrong there. I mean, there are like a decent amount of lyrics, but it's just so like nondescript that there's really nothing that stands out like skeletons are crazy or anything like that. So, um <laughs> Let's uh, give it a shot here. I would say for me, my ranking would probably be, I don't want to go home first, obviously. Um, I think I would still keep Ghost Rider in second, um, despite my problems with it. I still do like it a lot. Somebody That Wants to Love You is uh, probably my third one. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up between Reach Out For My Hand and um, I Lift You Up. I think... Actually, I had I Lift You Up last, but after our discussion just now, I think I'm going to bump that up to the fourth spot and then put uh, Reach Out For My Hand at the uh, the bottom of the list. So what do you think about uh, the ranking, Snyder? Um, I actually have the exact same thing. You, um, I remember you tweeted a, a couple of weeks ago what your list was, and it was... Um, you did have I Lift You Up at the bottom, and I remember replying, yeah, that's totally what I think too. But um, after I thought more about I Lift You Up, I definitely would switch it. And so I would say the same thing. Reach out for my hand would be last. Um, should I just say that they're the same as yours? No, I mean, no, it's the same list. So yeah, it's uh, I Don't Want to Go Home, Ghost Rider, Someone That Wants to Love You, uh, I Lift You Up, and Reach Out for My Hand. So how about it, Freeze? What do you got? Yeah, I'm the oddball here. Somebody that wants to love you, number one. I don't want to go home. Reach out for my hand. I lift you up. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Okay, got you. Yeah. Um, so then, I guess, beyond that, how do we rank this in terms of member EPs? We don't have to, like, order every single one of them, but 
you know, is this a strong one? It's just kind of a average one. Is it a forgettable one? Is it a bad one? What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Freeze? I think it's good to average. Um, I think most things will probably pale in comparison to loud, personally. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. This is not going to touch the top tier stuff like loud or sound of light for me. It's yeah, it's probably around the same for me. It's like average brushing up against good. Um, I really do think I don't want to go home takes this album and it elevates it. Cause honestly, if it wasn't for that song, I'm not sure I'd think too much of this EP, but that song, um, by itself stands up really strong and, and helps this out a lot. Um, what do you think Snyder? Um, I think like you said, the, it has a really strong songs on it, but as a whole, I probably would still not be able to let it pass up uh, Sound of Light, which is still my favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be hard for something to surpass that. I think Loud is probably the closest, and on, on some days I might even take Loud over that. But yeah, I think it's safe to say Sound of Light's crown is not going to be stolen um, anytime soon. So. Okay, so that's the five-song EP for this year. We, uh, I guess we'll have to reconvene in 12 months and see what we think about the next one. But uh, we'll get some quick uh, plugs out of the way again. Uh, Holly, your uh, blog site, uh, travelingfan.net. Anything else you need to plug besides that? Uh, No. Okay. Is the most recent thing you put up the discussion about the EP, or have you done something since then, or have anything coming up, or...? Uh, nothing yet. I'm sure I'll have plenty when tour rolls around, but right. now the EP is the, the latest thing I have up. Yeah. Yep. As we're recording this, the uh, Europe part of the tour just finished, and they're going to be, you know, there's it's not going to be too much longer before they start rolling uh, into the U.S. in the next few months. So um, we'll get back together for that. Uh, anything you need to plug, Holly Freeze? No, I got nothing. Sometimes it's better to not have to worry about all that stuff. So I think we're all set here. Uh, thanks, Holly. You're welcome. And thanks, Holly. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you guys you guys figured yeah. that out. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. We'll have you guys back on. Thanks a lot. So, summer has started. Just like last year, we're going bi-weekly for several episodes here, so I'll actually have the next episode up on July 14th. This year, we're doing another set of lists. You'll remember last year, we compiled a CD's worth of the best songs from all their mainline studio albums. We're going to switch it up this year with three different lists. The five best Taylor songs, the five best Isaac songs, and the five best... guess? That's right. Zach songs. I'll get into the criteria for it on the next show, but for this endeavor, I'll be working with three different people to change things up a little bit. Also, as a follow-up from the previous episode, thanks to those who listened to Morgan's story and gave feedback, and especially those that donated. Although Morgan did leave for Austria a couple of days ago, you can still donate to her fund at hansen.zone slash donate. She'll be over there for the next six weeks and can use all the help she can get for cost of living, which you can imagine isn't cheap in Austria. Again, go to hansen.zone slash donate for her donation page, and please chip in if you can. Last call for lyrics. Over the last month, I've been taking your emails for what your favorite Hanson lyrics are and why. And again, that is open to your interpretation. It can be something that impacted your life. It can be a few lines that you just think are cool. It's up to you. I'm going to pick a random winner from everyone who enters 
and they will receive a copy of the Play EP on CD. Okay, that's it for plugs and requests. Show feedback can go to HBOM Show on Twitter, HBOM Show on Facebook. Email goes to hbombshow at hanson.zone. Again, send those favorite lyrics in, so I'll see you in two weeks. But for now, it may be over for you and me. Justin Bieber, you suck, pal.